are we still in his steps? This is the fifth message out of this thought or this theme. And today we want to focus on a faith that pursues. You know, when I think of the word pursue, I picture bloodhounds. <laughs> you know, bloodhounds, they run relentlessly in pursuit of whatever it is they're chasing. If it's a, an escaped convict, it's going to be hard for that convict to get them off their trail. Once their noses get the scent, they don't give up. They rarely lose the scent. Now, we've seen a lot of stuff on, in movies where convicts could run through a stream or they could run upstream or they could exit a stream in a different place than where they had entered. And it would appear that the, those bloodhounds lose the scent. Well, that's a myth. <laughs> going through the streams is not going to cause them to lose their scent. When a bloodhound's pursuing you, uh, you better believe they're going to, in more cases than not, they're going to catch you. You know, like bloodhounds, our pursuit for God's way and the way that Christ needs to be characterized in our lives as relentless. Our pursuit for him, our pursuit for what he wants for us should be relentless. This would mean that it would be constant and not convenient. What this means is that the man of God will follow Jesus 24-7. It's not just Sundays, but it's every day of the week. It's every second of every minute. Every minute of every hour. Every hour of every day. Every day of every month. Every month of every year. The pursuit of righteousness. It doesn't end at 5 o'clock. Nor does it end at 12 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Everything we say, everything we do reflects, or it, at least it should reflect, our pursuit of godliness. Keep in mind that every idle word we speak will be judged. Everything that we do will be given an account for. <laughs> yes, so our pursuit of godliness should be constant. For the past several weeks, we have focused on faith and we have explored the principles of faith. We have explored the power of faith, the, a faith that pleases and a faith that prepares. And today, we want to take, a, take notice of a faith that pursues. A faith that pursues what God desires for you. A faith that pursue, pursues the promises of God. A faith that pursues God. Here we look in chapter 11 verses 8 through 10 in the book of Hebrews. The Bible says by faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. 
By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. This is God's holy word. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you first pursued us. We thank you, God, that we love you because you first loved us. And God, you demonstrated that love in that you gave your only begotten son even when we wanted nothing to do with you. So God, we, we thank you this day for loving us. We thank you for providing for us what we could provide for ourselves. You provided a planned way of salvation. God, when we wouldn't know where to look. And God, you provided your Holy Spirit to, to speak to our hearts and to pursue after us. And now, God, we pray that you would give us the faith that will pursue you constantly throughout our lives. That, God, we would never waver, but we would seek you and your will. That, God, we would, when we don't understand, that we would still pursue you and follow you. Oh, God, we, we come to you today because you are our help. We can't find help in the mountains we can't find help in the hills, but we can find help in our Lord. So, God, we call upon you this day. And, God, if there's one who doesn't know you through your son, Jesus Christ, let this be a day that they would sense that you're pursuing after them. And, that God, that they would surrender their life to you. And they would pursue a life that you would have them to, to live. And, God, we'll praise you for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. In this passage, we see that Abraham demonstrates one of the greatest examples of faith in the Bible. God called Abraham to leave his country, his family, his father's house. He didn't, God didn't specifically tell Abraham where he was going. Instead, Abraham was told to go to a land that God would show him. This call came with a promise that if Abraham obeyed uh, promises that God would make Abraham a great nation, that he would be blessed and his name would be great, that God would bless those who blessed him and he would curse those who cursed him. And through Abraham, all families of the earth would be blessed. God called Abraham away from a life that he had known. A life of serving his family and himself and false gods. A life of being with his people. People who looked like him. People who acted like him. People who talked like him. People who believed like him. God called him into a new life. A new life of walking by faith and following the one true God. God chose Abraham for this call so that Abraham would be a witness to the world of the only true living God. And Abraham pursued God. He pursued the life that God chose for him while pursuing the promises that God had made him. You know, whether we realize this or not, this is what 
generally takes place when God calls us to salvation. He is calling us to believe in and to receive his only begotten son as our Lord and Savior. He is calling us to turn away from a life, a life that we've known, a life of self-seeking and, and calling us into a new life, a life of walking by faith and being a witness to all those around us that Jesus Christ is Lord. God is calling everyone here today. The question is, are you pursuing the life that God is calling you to or are you pursuing your own desires? Are you pursuing the promises of God or are you pursuing the pleasures of the world? Well, if we are going to pursue God and his promises, promises it's going to take a decisive faith. Let me say that a little clearer. I got tongue-tied. A decisive faith. Abraham, here we see in the text, he had a decisive faith. Abraham obeyed God. And he went out not knowing where he was going. When God called Abraham, he acted, Abraham acted immediately. He didn't hesitate. He didn't argue. He didn't question. He didn't waver back and forth. He obeyed. As soon as he heard the call of God, he got up and he followed God. He acted decisively. Now keep in mind, Abraham's 75 years old at this time. He's at a point in his life where you would think that he wouldn't be considering starting over. He wouldn't be considering starting with a new home a new way of life and a new belief system. At 75, we would think that Abraham is, is on the path. He's settled into who he is, and that's how he's going to live his life. But he does start over. Abraham decided to obey God. He didn't know where he was going, but he decided to obey God. He didn't know where following God would lead him, but he decided he would follow God and by faith he believed the promises of God so he decided to obey God now you know this wasn't the only time Abraham decided to obey God throughout Abraham's life we can find times when when it didn't make sense maybe to follow God by looking in a natural eye but Abraham just believed God he believed God and he obeyed God. He decided he would obey him pursuing the design that God had for his life. We remember one occasion particularly that just didn't seem to be natural. It didn't seem to be fair. It didn't seem to be what God would want him to do. And that was when God called Abraham to sacrifice his own son Isaac. Abraham was up in age. Isaac was the son of promise, born to Sarah. God told Abraham to take Isaac to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that God would tell him. He painfully, as painfully and unusual as this command was, coming from God, by faith, Abraham decided to obey God. He rose early the next morning. He saddled his donkey, took two young men with him, took his son and split wood, and he headed to a place where God had told him. Now, when Abraham saw the place afar off, 
He told the two young men to just stay there with the donkey. He took a knife. He took fire. His son took the wood and they headed toward the place where he would offer Isaac. Isaac turns and asks, Father, where is the lamb to be sacrificed? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide the lamb. I'm convinced that that moment, Abraham just believed God. That he believed when God made a covenant with him, saying that his descendants would be like the stars of heaven in the heavens. Abraham, Abraham just knew God was going to fix this. He may not have known how God was going to fix it, but I believe that he believed God would fix it. Do you, do you ever get that way in your life when your world seems turned upside down? You don't know why things are happening the way they're happening when it rains it seems to pour but we just know God's going to fix it I believe that's where Abraham was that is grievous as this time was that he just knew God would fix it so by faith Abraham obeyed God and in his pursuit of God's desire for his life Abraham built an altar placed the wood on top of it Bound and placed Isaac on top of the wood. Stretched out his hand to slay his son because he believed God. He believed God so that he was going to obey God. Well, the truth is, if we're going to live out our lives in his steps, we must pursue God's desire for our lives. So we must ask ourselves, what's hindering us? We could look at Abraham's life and say that would have been a, a huge hindrance to Abraham obeying God. Go kill my son? Oh, I don't know, God. I, I, just, I just don't think I can do that. I tell you what, let me sleep on it for a while. Give me, give me a year or two to think about this. And in my mind, thinking that boy gets strong enough, he, I can't wrestle him down. And I can't kill him. But that's not what Abraham done. <clears throat> if we're going to pursue <clears throat> his desire for our lives, we must ask ourselves, what's hindering us from pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? Is it our friends? If we, if we obey Jesus, we'll find that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Is it our place of business? Well, if we obey him, what we'll find is he'll open doors no man can shut, and his shut doors no man can open. Is it fear? God has promised us that he would never leave us, he would never forsake us, but he will be with us even until the end of the age. If we truly believe God, he will, we will obey him. There's no such thing as belief without obedience. Not when it comes to genuine belief. The songwriter said that we trust and we obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. He's a good, good father. And because he's a good, good father, we may, we may not know where he is leading us. We may not uh, know how to follow him. But we can know that he only has good things in store for anyone who will pursue his will for their lives. 
If we fail to believe and follow God, then we will miss out on all the promises that God has for us. But when we trust him, when we obey him, we'll find, we'll find. When we're deciding to be decisive, then we've got a made-up mind to follow him. We'll find that it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it all. God's got this thing fixed. We know the end of the story. Abraham didn't have to take his son's life. God wanted Abraham to see that he was putting God before anything else in this world. You know, we never know what we'll do till we're faced with those situations. You know, we could say, well, I can't do this. You don't know if you can or you can't, but God knows. Sometimes he puts us in those same situations to show us what he can do through us. <laughs> yes. It takes a decisive faith to pursue after God's will for our life. But not only will pursuing God take a decisive faith, it will take an expectant faith. We know, we know following God's not easy because we can't see what's in front of us. We can't see beyond this moment. We don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. We don't know what's going to happen two hours from now. We don't know what's going to happen 20 days from now. But what we do know is that God's in control. And we can, have this, we can expect the promises of God fulfilled in our lives if we follow him. Abraham had an expectant faith. He waited for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham didn't receive the inheritance. We need to understand that. Not the inheritance of the promised land. In fact, he never settled in one place to build a home for his family. Instead, he lived as a pilgrim, wandering as a foreigner in, in a foreign country. He, he would lived his life dwelling in tents. Abraham lived to be an old man, seeing his son and his grandson. Now, some of you are thinking, you don't have to be old to see a son and a grandson. Uh, some of you are younger than me, and you've got grandchildren. And I ain't old. But Abraham was an old man when his son was born. He was 100 years old when, when Isaac was born. And to, to see Isaac born, and not only Isaac born, but Isaac become a grown man, and Isaac to have a son of his own. Yes, he, but even though they were heirs of the promise, they didn't inherit the land. Despite that they may have a, that it may have appeared that the promises of God were not going to come to pass, Abraham still believed God. Abraham expected God's promises to come true, whether he witnessed them or not, he believed God. I, I have to admit, when I came to Reedy Branch, I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't know anyone here. But I believe this is where God wanted me to be. I didn't understand what he was doing, but I believe this is where he wanted me. Fairmount really... <laughs> was a dying town. But I believe this is where he wanted me. 18 years ago, I couldn't see that we would be where we're at right now. 
But look at us. God has been faithful. Despite me being your pastor, he has been faithful. We've experienced some tough times, but he's been faithful. We've experienced times of rejoicing because he is faithful. We've experienced tough losses, but he's been faithful. We've experienced additions because he is faithful. In the past few years, I've shared that God's got something great in store for this church. And whether I'm your pastor and I get to see it when it takes place, I believe it's coming. I expect God to continue to be faithful. While Abraham journeyed as a pilgrim, while he lived in tents, he looked for a city that had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. In other words, Abraham was expecting a better day, a day better than living in tents, a day better than being just a pilgrim. But he was looking for a land to where he could settle in and he would be there for all eternity. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'm expecting a better day. While we continue to live in this world, pursuing God's desire for our lives, I'm expecting soon God's going to look at his son and say, it's time. Go and get your bride. Jesus Christ will appear and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first and those who remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to be with the Lord forever. Folks, I expect to live for all eternity in a place where God has said he'll make all things new. I expect, I expect to be in a place where there'll be no more tears, no death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. For all those things will pass away and all things will be new. So as we journey through this world, living in a place that wants to reject us because they reject our Savior. Folks, let's continue pressing forward because there's a better day to come. Let's continue to look toward the promises of God. Let's live in expectation of a time that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it even entered into the hearts of man what God has in store for those who love him. Oh, what a day that will be when his face I shall see. When he takes me by the hand and leads me into his promised land. Oh, what a day. What a glorious day that will be. Uh, If we look to that day, no matter what this world does to us, no matter how rocky the roads may get, no matter how hurtful it becomes, if we keep our eyes on that day, expecting a glorious day, we'll say it was all worth it. Paul understood this because he kept his eyes on Jesus. All the trouble that he went through, (laughs) he said it was nothing compared to the weight of glory that God had prepared for him. Oh, I want to tell you, God's got something better for us. It's been a tough week. We've had, many of us have shed tears. Many of us have heard there's some of you who have celebrated anniversaries of loved ones who've gone on. We've, we've had to bury our, our dear friend, our, our brother, our treasure, our deacon, our, uh, a mentor to some, a brother to some, a, a father to some, a grandfather to others. <laughs> but if you know Jesus, 
it's not goodbye. It's not goodbye. It's until later. Oh, I'm looking forward. I've got an expectant hope that one day we're going to be together for all eternity. So let me go back to the question I asked at the beginning. Are you pursuing the life God is calling you to? Or are you pursuing your own desires? Are you pursuing the promises of God? Or are you pursuing the pleasures of this world? (laughs) Every head bowed, every eye closed. Today. I don't know who it is who has spent their life up to this point pursuing after the world. But you know who you are. And so does God. Today you can decide to pursue the life that God desires for you. Today you can pursue the promises of God. If you believe Jesus is the Son of God, that He is the promised Messiah, if you believe that He left heaven and came to earth, born of a virgin, that He lived a sinless life and in obedience to the Father, He gave His life and died a sinner's death. If you believe He was buried and God raised Him from the grave, And you're willing to confess your sins to him. And confess him as your Lord and Savior. Today, you can begin a new life. A new life of pursuing the one who first pursued you. Pursuing the life that he has laid out for you. Pursuing the promises that he offers you. The question is, will you today? As they sing the song of invitation, will you today consider Jesus?